Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is People Every Day. Coming up, breaking down the major surprises and controversies surrounding Kanye West's latest album listening party in Chicago. Plus, why The Weeknd is no fan of the actual weekend and a guide to the fall TV shows that deserve a spot on your must-watch list. It's August 27th. Hi there. This is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. It is Beloved Friday, and so much is happening out there. But before I get into anything else, what's top of mind and top of heart for me is the ongoing turmoil in Afghanistan. Scores of people were killed in a bombing and shooting that took place at Kabul Airport at a gate where U.S. Marines were actively screening Afghan citizens trying to flee the country in the wake of the Taliban's government takeover. According to reports, the deaths included 13 U.S. soldiers, the highest number of Americans lost in Afghanistan in over a decade, as well as dozens of Afghan civilians. It's horrific news that underscores how dire the situation is in the region. Of course, Malala Yousafzai has spoken out about the crisis. The young Pakistani activist is currently on the mend from her sixth surgery following the Taliban's attack on her life almost a decade ago. And in the upcoming issue of People, we spoke with an Afghan family who managed to make it out of the country. Haroon Zarifai and his wife, and two young children had returned to Afghanistan from Colorado to help his ailing father. But as we know, the political situation there devolved quickly. And Zarifai, who once served as an interpreter for the U.S., found himself one of thousands scrambling to exit Afghanistan safely. We were happy to save our lives, but inside, we're not happy still. I'm thinking about what's going to happen to my family and her family in Afghanistan. My heart goes out to all of the victims and their loved ones and those who are still living in fear as this situation develops. Some heavy stuff out there today, but on a much lighter note, something that caught my eye was The weekend, basically trashing vacation. The 31-year-old singer told The Hollywood Reporter that his motto is no days off. He said, I don't even know what winding down means. I love to work. I love my job. I love to create. And if I do take a vacation, it can't be for too long because I feel like I'm missing out on everything that I could be doing. <laughs> now, he's from Canada, but that feels so American of him to say. And his name is The Weeknd. None of this adds up to me. <laughs> I live for a vacation, man. All right. Well, joining me now to dig into today's top stories from Yeezy to TV is People's Tomas Mier and Brianne Heldman. Hi, guys. 
Hi, Janine. Speaking of musicians, let's talk about the big listening party last night, Kanye West listening party in Chicago. As we mentioned yesterday, this is the third one for his new album, Donda. A few strange things happened at the event, the big one. He recreated his wedding on stage with estranged, almost divorced wife, Kim Kardashian. Like, what? Like, let, let's remind people so before weird. we jump into the wedding, let's remind people a little bit about Kim and Kanye's relationship. So uh, where are they now, Tomas? That's a good question, because Kim <laughs> filed for divorce earlier this year, but she's been popping up at all of the listening parties. Um, and just a few days ago, a source told us that they have a friendly relationship and that they have a good relationship due to their kids. But it's unclear exactly like where their minds are at, given given what's been going on. And I mean, recreating your wedding after you filed for divorce and aren't going to get back together doesn't really add up to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, literally days ago, our source said they are not getting back together. Wow. And but also and I missed this while I was out. But Irina Shake is out of the picture. Right. Bye. We'll see how real that really was. That was just a brief little thing. It appeared to be. Um, and also not to Brianne, not to refer to Taylor Swift's lyrics, never ever getting back together. But that's what, <laughs> what our sources were saying earlier this week. So I don't know how you go from getting divorced to now recreating your wedding in front of thousands of people. Right. And so it, it happened during the finale of the show. So Kim herself walked across the stage wearing a white gown and a veil while traditional wedding music played. So and this is in the middle of their divorce process. And so like I was at the first listening party. Uh, well, the, there was actually a mini one in Vegas. So this is kind of the fourth. But I was at the first one in Atlanta um, and they were matching. They kind of had on red. And then he did Atlanta again a few weeks later and they both had on black. And now they're at the wedding. So is she just giving into his creativity? Like I could see her doing this because it is provocative and they love to provoke. I mean, she always has supported his creativity. I think that was always one of her favorite things about him and one of the things, ways in which they bonded. But it is, it's so weird and so confusing. <laughs> and I keep thinking about, you know, North is eight or nine now. So, I mean, she's old enough to understand and be quite confused about mom and dad doing this. I will point out it wasn't a like true to form recreation of their 2014 nuptials. She wore Givenchy in 2014. She wore Balenciaga mm. last night. Okay, differences there. The very big very differences when it comes to Kanye. <laughs> uh, what's also interesting, Janine, um, a source told us about last night's event was that um, the theme of the show was love as healing. So it really just kind of was this more holistic sense of love as a healing force. And that's what that scene was supposed to represent. Well, all that said, there were some serious controversies coming out of this latest listening party. There's, of course, the concerns over it being a COVID super spreader event, given that there was no vaccine mandate. But Kanye also brought out some controversial guests, namely rapper DaBaby and Marilyn Manson. And this was no small move on Kanye's part. We all know that DaBaby has been receiving widespread backlash following a homophobic rant at the Rolling Loud Music Festival. And Marilyn Manson has been accused of abuse, rape, and sexual exploitation by multiple women. I, I have so many questions about why he brought these, these particular men on stage. Clearly, it was a statement whether or not he meant it to be. Right, Tomas? I mean, we've been reporting on Marilyn Manson's allegations for months. Uh, there's more than 15 women who've accused him of sexual abuse of some kind. And so for Marilyn Manson to randomly pop out at a public event with Kanye West 
just seems very interesting. And we actually got a statement from his spokesperson today who said that Marilyn is actually featured on the album and that he would, quote, continue to conceptually collaborate with Kanye on the project. So clearly they've been working together during this time on this album. Um, and, And a lot of people were very upset on social media about this because for an event that was supposed to be love as healing, to have someone who's been accused of rape is very concerning. Yeah. And I mean, I guess as when it comes to baby as well and everything that he's been, I mean, he's been pulled from multiple appearances and concerts and things like that. And the thing is with baby, Kanye and baby have a song together and that song mm-hmm. was pulled from streaming when the homophobia controversy came out. So it's interesting to see how now baby's pulling up to this listening party with Kanye West. Next up, Brianne and Tomas get into all the TV worth binging this fall. Stick around. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. I'm back now with people's Tomas Mier and Brienne Heldman, and we are moving out of the music world and into the realm of fall TV. It is upon us, and I'm excited. Today, we released our top picks of must-see shows for the fall season, curated by Brienne and the TV team. But before we jump to fall, let's savor the last bit of summer. So, Brienne, what was your hands-down favorite show from this summer that just changed your life? It changed my life. That's, that's Changed your I life. I don't know that anything changed my life, but... The White Lotus was kind of yeah. epic. And it was one of those shows that seemed like it would be this kind of indie thing mm-hmm. that like not everyone was going to watch this. It's a quirky sense of humor. But everyone started gravitating towards it, I think, because the setting was so cool. The concept was great. The characters were wacky and interesting and the performances were so good. And, and of course, you know, you always will get an audience when you've got an overarching mystery. So the show launched with the the reveal that someone had died. Yes. But you didn't know who. Mm-hmm. You the gotta only love thing you knew was one person who wasn't dead. And beyond that, you knew nothing. Well, we love a whodunit, man. Uh, For me, I have to say it was sex life. (laughs) (laughs) Did that change your life, Janine? Kind of changed my life. I'm just, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like this is the wrong podcast for getting too deep on that. (laughs) But it was a great show. Well, honestly, what I loved about it, I loved that you know, you really got to see a woman's perspective on this that I feel like you don't get to see as much. And yes. you, you know, just how we embrace different phases of our lives and and what we think of ourselves and how we've evolved into mothers and as opposed to that young, hot thing we used to be. I thought that was just so interesting outside of all of the sex. Um, but Tomas, what, just as a throwback from the summer, what was one of your favorites to binge? Mine was one that the Gen Zers were really into Outer Banks. 
Obsessed with Outer Banks. I couldn't <laughs> stop watching it. I probably watched the entire first season in one sitting, and I'm not necessarily proud of it. But honestly, I was staring. I thought I was part of the cast. Outer Banks. Oh, I, I love, love it. That. Okay, so let's. Well, I just want to add before we get into it, Janine, you are still a hot, sexy mama. Aww, of two. Thanks, Rianne. You still got it, girl. <laughs> well, I have to be young. I have to go watch Outer Banks now. I gotta be, you know, <laughs> up on the step. Um, so let's let's fast forward to now, fall. Uh, what are the ones you are looking forward to most, Rianne? Well, one of the shows I'm most looking forward to is Dope Sick on Hulu. And I will just say Hulu is on a tear. Right now they've got Nine Perfect Strangers that just launched last week. They've got Only Murders in the Building launching next week, which you guys don't miss it. It's fantastic with Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, and Martin Short. And then they've got the show Dope Sick starring Michael Keaton. So another big star-studded cast. Mm -hmm. And it is about the opioid crisis. It is not going to be the like joy fest that oh. <laughs> Only Murders in the Building is, but it looks like peak quality television. It looks so good. I cannot wait to get my hands on some screeners. Dope sick. Yeah. Another big one's obviously going to be Hawkeye on Disney Plus following the Marvel series that have continued on and been amazing from WandaVision to Falcon and the Winter Soldier to Loki, and now we've got Hawkeye. That's going to be fantastic. Tomas, what about you? You've seen Brianne's list. What's one of the fall shows you're looking forward to? The one I'm really looking forward to is the new season of The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston, with Reese Witherspoon. It's reminding me of my intern days at the Today Show, so I'm just really excited (laughs) to watch that, even though nothing like that happened when I was there, but it's just (laughs) such an interesting show. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Another one people are really excited to see come back is Yellowstone, which comes back in November. I know that's a huge, huge hit. A lot of people love it, and it left season three on this massive, massive cliffhanger where you didn't know who lived, who died, and who caused the attack. Yeah. But what's extra fun about that is not only do you get Yellowstone launching November 7th, you get another show from Tyler Sheridan who created that launching a week later, and then you have the prequel series launching in December. So Yellowstone fans are going to be full up at the end of the year. Nice, nice. I'm excited. I'm looking at the list now. The Wonder Years, just this reinterpretation of the show. I Every time I say it, I hear the the theme song in my ear. But I am so excited to see what they do with this. It's such a good idea. It's one of those ideas that how did they take 30 years to come up with the idea (laughs) of telling the Wonder Years the same concept, different family, different location. Mm Mm-hmm. It's so good. Every trailer gives me the chills. This one follows a family living in Montgomery, Alabama, again, in the late 60s. Mm -hmm. And Don Cheadle plays the adult version of the main character, looking back, doing the voiceovers. Uh, You can already tell from the trailers that he's got that same vibe of, like, nostalgia and looking back. But but perspective that a 12-year-old isn't going to have, you know, of course, the 12-year-old boy who's adorable has a crush on a girl and he's got his best friends and it's, oh, it looks so good, you guys. I can't wait for that one. And then then we should mention some of the fun kid offerings as well. You have the Kids Tonight Show, which I am looking forward to. Um, I'm wondering if that's going to give me like all that vibes. I don't know. Like... (laughs) I actually probably. Yeah. Um, so this is it is executive produced by Jimmy Fallon, of course. Yes. And it will be led by four whip smart little kids. 
It will be on Peacock. So even though it's a late night show and they are calling it a late night show, (laughs) it will be on Peacock. So you watch it whenever you want. That was People's Brianne Heldman and Tomas Mier. For more on those top stories and our fall TV preview, head over to People.com. And now, something to make you smile. A World War II veteran just celebrated a huge milestone in a pretty epic way. For his 100th birthday and to salute his fallen comrades, Tom Rice decided to mark the big day by parachuting tandem style from 7,500 feet in his hometown of Coronado in San Diego, California. And this wasn't his first time doing it big for his birthday. He took the leap two years ago for his 98th. Here's what he told NBC News about his fascination with parachuting and why his age is no factor. I like to jump. It gives you a new vision of uh, so many things that 90% of the people will never be able to see. He was brave then and he's brave now. (laughs) All right. Now you all go jump into your weekend. Stay safe and have a good one. People Every Day is produced by Julia Weaver with help from Fallon Harge, Darby Masters, and Aliza Sessler. Executive produced by Christina Everett and mixed by Mary Dew, Vahid Frazier, and Josh Fisher. People's executive producers are David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. Special thanks to Nikki Etor, Will Lee, and the incredible staff at iHeartRadio and People. People. 